Hello, and welcome to Homework, a podcast by and for people who work from home. Episode 239, Six-Month Check-In, with your hosts Dave Kalo and me, Harry Marks. Today's episode is sponsored by Bottomless. Hello, Dave. Hey, Harry. How are you? I'm all right. Had a job interview today. Went well, I think. So I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, going to be off unemployment and, and back in the workforce. Nice. Well, uh, Homework Nation and I will keep our fingers crossed. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rough. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Every everything open right now is uh, um, like a contract position. So yeah, it, trying to get anything full time, especially I, I come from a legal marketing background, and law firms just are not hiring for marketing right now. I mean, really, mm-hmm. they don't have to because they're law firms, and this is the perfect time for them. So you know, they're <laughs> they're doing very well. So I'm I'm hopefully yeah. gonna get out of legal marketing and and into something new. Well, I hope so too. I know how it could be. I was uh, laid off and. 2009, when the company I was working for upped and closed, Jeez. and 110 of us found ourselves on the unemployment line, and it took me 13 months to get a replacement full-time job. Unreal. Thanks, recession. It was no fun. Unreal. So uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about our six-month oh, check-in but for I many almost, people. I almost forgot. Uh-oh. I, I almost forgot. We have to do our, our tools of the week. So yes, we'll do the six-month check-in right after tools of the week. I always forget this. Well, that's part of the charm of the show. I know. It's, 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 you know, it comes at you fast. I like so- thinking that there's someone in the car just yelling, you guys are forgot tool of the week again. We're amateurs. I mean, what else can we say? <laughs> it's only year five for the show. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my tool, if you don't mind me going first, is Remo for Zoom. Remo. We are all Zooming uh, these days. And um, I wanted to highlight this tool because it's pretty neat. If you've been in a Zoom meeting where it goes into breakout rooms, this is something you can do in Zoom. So let's say there's a dozen people in your meeting. You can break out into smaller subgroups within that meeting where there's two or three of you together um, where you sort of talk amongst yourselves and then you can come back to the meeting at large with the entire crew. The way that works is kind of clumsy. Um, the host or whoever they assign as co-host can sort people into these breakout rooms and it isn't the most user-friendly experience. Well, Remo fixes that and that it overlays what looks like, it looks to me like a hotel conference room. You've all been in those with the circular tables with the little chairs. And you see the little uh, avatars of everyone who's in the meeting. And if you want to join a breakout room, you simply drag your avatar from the room you're in into the room you want to join. Oh. And you are in that breakout room. Oh, and you can cool. talk. And as the host, you can move people around. And it's so easy. It's such a much simpler and friendlier interface for doing breakout rooms in zoom that's really cool i wish you could i wish you could, could i wish you could combine that with um what mike rose talked about last episode with uh high fidelity where you know as you turn your head or, or turn your avatar you can sort of get the the person speaking in a different channel in your ear so it sounds like you're in the room with them yeah that's pretty cool that would be very cool you could have a uh, obviously a live conversation in a given breakout room where you could have recorded content ready to go nice. in a given breakout room. Like, please go watch the training video and then come back or whatever it is. Um, it, it is a little bit pricey. Um, it starts as at um, $100 a month, um, billed annually. Um, and it gives you 50 people per event, four guests per table. Um, your duration could be an hour and a quarter and so on from there. Um, the, there's director and there's producer, which go up to 360 and 680. So obviously, this is very much an enterprise or if you have a big old group 
who absolutely needs to meet this way, uh, it will work for you. There is, of course, a 14-day free trial that you can check it out and see if it's going to work for you. Um, it is a little expensive, but I did have a chance to use it last week, and boy, was it super cool. So if this is what you're looking for, if you are in a lot of Zoom meetings and you do make use of breakout rooms and you find as the host it is a hassle to move people around, and I certainly mm -hmm. think it is, give Remo a shot. You do get two weeks to play around for free and see what you think. Very cool. My yeah. my tool of the week is Text Case for the iPhone and iPad. So Text Case is an app that I use all the time. Um, and what it does is, is it allows you to copy text to your clipboard and then it formats it for you in countless ways. So for example, uh, let's say you have a headline from an article that you need to paste into a bibliography or, or some source, but you need to capitalize every word, you know, every major word mm. in the, the headline so it looks right. Well, text case can do that for you automatically. And not only that, but it also has the ability to format it based on specific styles. For example, if you're um, if you need it in Chicago Manual of Style, if you need it in MLA or APA or Associated Press, whatever format, it will do that for you. It also does fun stuff like there's that mocking SpongeBob meme where text will have <laughs> um, intermittent capitalizations here and there uh, to make yes. it look like you're mocking them. It does that for you automatically. Um, there's also some cool stuff. It, it can format in Markdown. Um, it does oh, that nice. that that thing I see on Twitter all the time, where someone will put a clap emoji between every word to like really emphasize yes. it. It will take <laughs> the text and put the clap emoji in there for you between every word, so you don't have to do it manually with the emoji oh, keyboard. Oh, look at that, making it easier. Yep, and you can do all caps. You can do camel case. You can do. Um, it'll shuffle the letters around, so it'll make every word into some sort of like weird anagram, bizarre thing. You can do backwards Jeez. writing. So there's a really there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with this. What I love about it, and really the only way I use it, is I don't use it as an app. I use it as a, a Siri shortcut. So it's oh. in my share sheet automatically. So when I copy text, um, I can then do share. I can go to the share sheet and hit format case, and it will pop up all the options in text case uh, so I can do whatever I need to do with it. No, that's cool. Yep, I really like it. It's two ninety nine. dollars um, They offer in-app purchases, probably for some of the more bizarre formatting stuff in there. So, right. yeah, text case. I, I highly recommend it. Nice. You gave me flashbacks when you said APA format of being in the college library late at night just hating life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. That was Talk about strict rules. Yeah, the, 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 they were sticklers. <laughs> they certainly were. Um, fortunately, we're not talking about APA format today. We are talking about our six-month check-in as we briefly tease at the beginning of the episode. <clears throat> yep. For many of us, we're four, five, six months into um, being thrust into the work-from-home life, and we just wanted to have a check-in with you all, check-in with each other and with you uh, listeners as well. So, Harry, we've been at this for about half a year. Um, those who have been working from home are, I'm sure, experiencing some growing pains, and those who've never worked from home before are probably ready to uh, pull their hair out. So uh, let's talk about the six-month check-in. The first thing we want to mention is the power of separating your work uh, from your life. Not so easy when both things happen in the same building 24 hours a day. Right. And and I'm sure when people first started, they had, you know, maybe they didn't have a home office. Maybe they had like a spot at the kitchen table or maybe they were sure. in bed. And so now six months, six months later, we are in a situation where we need a, an actual dedicated space because I think it is very hard for people to separate work from life when they are doing work in their life space. Yes. 
Absolutely, it's hard. Um, we've talked about this before, that there are cues everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, when you're you know, putting your workout clothes on, that's the cue to go and work out. Uh, when you sit in your workspace, um, that's the cue to get work. But things like get fuzzy, like, um, like if you watch Netflix in bed, um, get, eventually that will become the cue to sit up and watch TV. Uh, where you want to keep your bedroom, you know, the cue to go to sleep and not necessarily right. work. So if you have that dedicated space, you sit down, you see your computer, you see whatever tools you use. Like it tells your brain, okay, we're in work mode. But when the lines are really, really fuzzy, uh, it's really hard to do that. We've talked about the importance of setting up a workspace. It doesn't have to be a room with a door. If you have a room with a door, awesome. Love it. Go to town. If you don't, you might have a corner of the room. If you have, like you just said, that little or area of the kitchen table, as long as you consistently work there um, and not elsewhere to the best of your ability, and you have that conversation with the other humans you live with. I've had the conversation with the animals I live with, and they blatantly disregard all of my requests, so that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But just say, when I'm in my workspace, I'm working, and please respect that. Um, that'll go a long way. But still, it's I wish I could say do A, B, and C, and you'll be good to go. But it's 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 kind of hard to say. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to make sure that when you you are working from a, a a space that is something you share with other people, be it the the kitchen table or the bed, that you find ways to separate yourself, you know, separate that work from everything else. So, you know, at the end of the day, pack up your things, put them away, shut down your computer. I think there, I was listening to the most recent episode of Focused, um, where David Sparks was talking to uh, Laura Vanderkam, who has a podcast about working from home as well, and she has a new book out. But, you know, she was saying, when I shut down my computer at night, that means it's not asleep. It can't wake up in an instant. It's something that mm -hmm. I would have to actually turn on and wait the, you know, two, three minutes for it to boot up. And then I have to load my application. And so it, it sort of keeps you from having to or getting the need to check every single time. And, you know, that's one way to, to really separate yourself. If you have it's similar. I used to teach guitar and we used to it was at my parents music studio. There was a shop in the front so you could buy sheet music and instruments and reeds and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. we used to sell them a stand. We used to sell the guitar students a stand for the guitar. And they always asked, like, do I really need this? And, yeah, on, on one level, yes, we're trying to sell product and make money. But at the same time. If the kid sees the guitar sitting out and isn't in a case that he's going to have to open and pull out and tune, mm -hmm. you know, he's more likely to actually pick it up off the stand and sit down and play it and practice. It's the same thing with your computer, but going the opposite direction. If you see it out constantly, you're going to feel the need to sit down and just check one more time for your email. Check one more time for, you know, to see if there's anything that you can knock out before bed. And like we've said before, a 10-minute task suddenly turns into a three-hour task. And it's 1 a.m. Right. and you still have to get up in five hours to, to start your work day. Right. It's making cookies, right? Oh, I want to eat cookies, but I shouldn't eat cookies all the time. So the rule is if I want to have some cookies, I have to make them from scratch. Yes. I make it hard for myself. I can't just open up a bag of Oreos and go through a row in seven minutes. So, that so if I want cookies, I got to make them. Yeah, sure, you that, can have all the cookies you want, but you have to make them from scratch. It's that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he talks about making the egg salad, and he's like, by the end of it, I didn't even want to eat the egg salad. <laughs> yes, this is what <laughs> happens. So do that for yourself. Turn the computer off or somehow make whatever tools you use uh, less accessible than they are when you are in the heat of work. Uh, this sort of lends itself to routines a little bit. As listeners know, I'm working through my daily routine because I found that my work and my life just sort of merged into a single stream and I was having trouble um, navigating that. We've talked about 
many times in the show um, over the years, really, that how adherence to a routine is so beneficial, um, but not to the point that you ignore flexibility, especially now. You might have the best intentions to do A, B, and C in this order every day, and then it doesn't happen. Um, so again, you don't try not to spiral out of control when that happens, but just take a step back and say, okay, um, is there something I need to assess, or is this a one-time thing, and then I'm back on track tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, a real problem with willpower when it comes to my morning routine. If I don't have a reason to re to be up at a certain hour, then I'm going to sleep as late as possible, which is something <laughs> I've unfortunately been doing the last several months. Uh, I used to get up at 4.30 every morning, actually 4 o'clock every morning. Um, I, I had to take care of one thing. And then because I was up, I would just get ready for work. And then I had to be yeah. on the train by, you know, 5.30 and 5.30 to 6.15, I was uh, on the train going into the city and my day had started. And that was that was great because every day I had a reason to be up at that hour and stay up at that hour. Now I get up at four, I do the one thing I have to do um, and then I go back to sleep until 7.10 when I have to get up and, and my wife has to get up and my son has to get up. So I'm hoping things will change um, going starting in September when he starts school again and, and he has to be up a little earlier and, and get the day going. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard uh, to get up at that hour. Um, the, the first thing I, I tend to do when I get up is I, I put up a pot of coffee, uh, a pot, sorry, a pot of water, and then I, I start my coffee, which uh, takes us into our uh, first sponsor. Our sponsor this week is Bottomless, the best way to have great coffee while working from home. Bottomless is a smart coffee subscription. Instead of shipping you a bag every week or every month, they ship based on your coffee usage. The coffee is great, too. It's roasted to order and shipped straight to you. So, how does Bottomless know when to ship? It's genius. They ship you a smart Wi-Fi scale with your first coffee order. You set it up with your Wi-Fi once, then just store your coffee on top of it. The scale learns from your usage and automatically keeps you stocked by ordering your next bag to arrive before you run out. The scale sends an alert before the order goes through, so you can modify the order or delay it. It's battery-powered, lasts a year on a single charge, and is about the size of one coffee bag. You can store coffee in a container on top of it, too, or you can do it just in the bag. I store mine in a container, um, but I have I do know some people who do it with just the bag. Uh, the coffee That's because you're a fancy, fancy man. I am very fancy. We'll get into that. Uh, the coffee comes from a network of excellent craft roasters across the U.S. It's guaranteed to be roasted to order. Bottomless uses data science to pick you the very best bag. Signing up is easy. You'll be asked to pick a roast level, size, and price level. Then just buy the first bag of coffee, and the scale gets shipped to you free of charge. Set up the scale with Wi-Fi once, and voila, amazing coffee at home automatically. And of course, there's a deal for homework listeners. If you sign up through bottomless.com slash homework, that's bottomless.com slash homework, you'll get your second bag of coffee free. Signing up supports the show, so if you drink coffee at home, head over to bottomless.com slash homework. And I personally wanted to say that we are thrilled to have them as a sponsor because I've been a customer of theirs for several months, and I have loved the the ability to get brand new roasts sent to me directly. And when they say fresh, they mean fresh. Like I got a, a bag, I believe, on, eight, on August 3rd, and it was roasted July 29th. Like it came within that those couple of days. Um, the coffee has been fantastic, and I'm really excited that they are sponsoring the show. You know, when I was younger, I used to say someday we're going to have a refrigerator that like notices, like it'll look and see when the milk is low and just send it. And now here we are. It's happening. 
I it really is. and it's funny because the other day I was making a cup and I was like, hmm, the bag's getting to that point where I think it's gonna it's gonna send me a notification. And literally three hours later, I got the email: we're sending you a new bag. Like I've gotten to the point where I can gauge when the next bag is coming. That's how bad I've gotten with this. The scale's but, like, don't worry, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I, I've become my own scale. But it's great because I used to go. There were weeks where if I had to do the grocery shopping, I would forget to grab coffee that week, and I was without, and so I would either wow, have to go down that's... the store. Yeah, it was bad. So when I saw this. Yeah, when I saw this come up, I was like, I'm getting on this as fast as possible. And it's been, it's been great. Did you like that? Grounds for divorce? Ah, very nice. A little coffee humor right there. I so love yeah, a good thanks again to Bottomless. Uh, and go to bottomless.com slash homework to check it out. Excellent. So we're talking about routines. Um, so, yeah, I make my coffee in the morning. Um, and then uh, I start my day with my son. We usually do something in his we got him a workbook to do over the summer. So he didn't sort of, of, you know, lose what he lost, uh, what he learned in kindergarten. He's going into first grade now. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's me trying to get my writing done for the other podcast I do and yep. um, get the house clean and, and do laundry and all this other stuff and make sure he's not rotting in front of the television all day. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. And this will be easier when he goes back to school because he's going to be on an iPad. He's going to be they're going to zoom into the classroom now. Uh, New Jersey has gone fully remote. They're not even giving you the option of doing in-person classrooms anymore, uh, at least until the new year. So he's going to be fully remote. He'll be distracted uh, and focused on that. But even then, I, I sort of need to be with an earshot and make sure he's focused and doing the work and paying attention. So, you know, even when right. I'm working and doing my own my own stuff, I'm still going to have to be, you know, dad and make sure he's focused on his stuff, which probably puts a crimp in a lot of people's style. If you're doing both the child care and working from home at the same time, it's almost impossible to do. It is nigh impossible to do. I mean, I don't know how to expand on that. You're absolutely right. It is. I mean, I, I mean I'm lucky. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was saying, you know, I have to imagine that companies need to understand, like, if both parents work, if they have to work, and unfortunately, we live in a world where, in a lot of cases, both parents have to work, you know, they mm -hmm. need to a lot for that childcare. Maybe maybe you talk to them about starting your day a little earlier. Maybe you start at 10 and you stay later till six or seven. So, at, you know, at least you can get some stuff done with your, your kid before the workday starts. And then once they're off to the races, you can sort of focus on your work at the same time. Um, or maybe you need to start earlier and end earlier so that you can have those last couple of hours in the afternoon to sort of push them through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm in the situation where I have two teenagers. I have a, a high school sophomore and a senior. They're pretty autonomous at this point. You know, I do have to say, make sure you're getting your work done and make sure you're paying attention in class, but I don't have to like hover over them the way I would with a, an elementary school student. Right. So that's good. I also have, but I do have the burden of, are they actually paying attention and getting their work done? I mean, we're looking at college applications. Um, I, I don't even know how that's going to work at this point because I don't know, last year it was just a wash, you know, I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, and then there are other things like I've seen, an example, some examples of companies really stepping up. Uh, there's one company that is providing discounted tutoring uh, to employees for their kids. Interesting. Which I thought was really, really nice. Um, Hewlett Packard is planning uh, integrated parent groups similar to like employee research groups based on the kid's age. So they can share tips on parenting while working from home, uh, which is really, really cool. So, um, yeah, definitely kids going back to school is a real hot button issue. Even out here, it's very, very different. My The high school my kids attend to is doing a hybrid where they're going to be home some days, but then in the building other days. And the, when they're in the building, 
they're with a significantly small group of kids that it's just going to be like two or three kids in a room and then they're at home. Whereas my wife is a teacher. They are in the building five days a week as if it's just school. And <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it's, that goes. It's impossible. There was a, there was a joke tweet someone had sent out a couple months ago or maybe a month ago where they said, your kid's going to go to school with a Paw Patrol mask, and they're going to come home with a frozen mask, and you're going to wonder where they got it and what's going on. And I, literally, like last week, the same thing ha- – the actual thing happened. Some kid went to school for the first time, and they swapped masks with some other kid. And I'm sorry. You just you can't do this. You cannot send people into this situation, uh, especially young kids uh, who are going to do this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter how many dividers you put up in your room. I saw this one – this poor woman. She went to all this work. She put up all these dividers – on the kids' desk, she made them look like race cars and stuff, and it looked great. But my God, what a dystopia we live in! That that's the situation we have to be in because you know, the the governor or whatever can't just shut down the school and let kids stay at home and make sure they're provided for. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy times. Um, for a while, I worked as a substitute custodian, and um, as a custodian, I'm in every room in the building: classrooms, administration, the lunchroom. I'm touching almost everything Mm -hmm. in those rooms as I clean them. And since I'm a sub, I could be in any building in the district. So if I'm positive and I'm the sub custodian and I was in three buildings over the past three days, I could shut down a whole district, just one person. And you can't stay home. All five buildings are shut now. And you can't stay home because you're not going to get paid. I have to, right. Yeah. Got to get those $13 an hour (laughs) to clean the building because that's not important to make sure the building's clean and sanitary. But anyway, we are so far off the rails. We are in another county (laughs) at this point. Let's move back to the old notion and the fun of uh, the desire to return to the office. Harry and I were talking a a little bit before we started recording today, as we often do. And yesterday, I was in a series of Zoom meetings, one after the other. And I'm sure you all know how this works, listener, where you arrive at a meeting either in person or in Zoom and Maybe you get there five minutes early and maybe we decide to wait until five after for everyone to trickle in. So you've got that 10 or 15 minutes. It's just sort of chit chat. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we were doing that. And I was looking at the Brady Bunch Zoom meeting and everyone's shoulders were down like this. And everyone's posture was very terrible yeah. like this. I know you can't see me, listener, but you can imagine it. And just had that like worn down. I'm so at my limit with doing this look on their faces and Within a minute, the conversation drifted from, hey, how are the petunias you planted to when is this going to end? I think a lot of people, myself included, are feeling that we just wish we could get back to work in work as we always have. But of course, as we're talking about with schools, that isn't necessarily the best option. So what do you do when you're starting to feel run down by this routine that probably won't end for months or months and you still need to? I mean, like we said before, finding a dedicated workspace that you can keep your stuff at is great because then you can get up from it and walk away from it. You can take lunch and, and take it at the kitchen table or, or go outside and sit on the grass and, you know, enjoy the sunshine. Uh, you know, it, it's it's worth mentioning. I'm, I have this article up by Laura Vanderkam in Fortune where she says yeah. one poll finds that burned out employees are 2.6 times as likely to be actively seeking a different job and 63% are more likely to take a sick day. You know, we're wow. getting to a point where, you know, we're, we're burned out on the Zoom meetings, even though there are fewer, sorry, the meetings are lasting less time 
there are more of them each day. I, I feel like there's this need to check in with everybody to make sure that you're at your desk and, and doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because even though we've been doing this for six months, there is still a, a level of doubt and distrust among people who work from home. And so, yes. yeah, you're, you're going to feel that burnout. You're going to be sick of staring at your computer and waiting in Zoom rooms and, you know, people talking over each other or you're muted, you're muted. Like that's still going on. It's been six months. You should not be muted. It's just it it takes its toll. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. It just takes its toll <laughs> yes. little by little. And and unfortunately, it's it, it adds to stress. And look, stress is the number one killer of people, especially right now with everything going on. The last thing you want to have to worry about is, right. you know, am I muted on a Zoom call? Right. Especially overweight middle aged men like me. Yeah, same here. Let's talk real quick about the need to check in. I think I would imagine. I haven't read anything about this, but this is higher among companies um, for which working from home is been has never been an option. I think there's that anxiety among upper management that are they working or are they just making SpongeBob's memes all day? Well, in in this in this article, one Gallup poll in mid March found that only 31 percent of U.S. workers had ever worked remotely. Like most companies, don't even offer it. Two firms right. ago. There was no real work from home policy. It was sort of it depends on your department and the job you do. And it could be like one day a month to work from home if you had a doctor's appointment or something. But they didn't they didn't mm -hmm. give you the ability to work from home like two or three days a week so you could be with your family or take care of things like they don't care. You need for some reason they equate being in the office with productivity. Yes. Well, now we're talking about um, what I heard Merlin Nan refer to as the theater of work. You need to be in the office. You need to attend the meeting. You need to wear the khaki pants. And even if you're, if you can get your work done in six hours or five hours, and I would bet many of us can if we just sit down and plow through, you still got to stay for eight hours because for some reason that's the rule. Like there's been times where it, back at work, I was in uh, like a bullpen. I was in a big room with just a big long desk that ran the length of the room and there were five of us. Oh, that sounds awful. And we were sort of, you know, all right there. So when it's the end of the day and like we all leave at four, if it's two thirty and we're done, we're just talking about like Marvel movies for the last 90 minutes of the day. Right. Because the rules say we have to be there until four o'clock. Right. So if you yeah. want to pay me to talk about Thanos, great. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. And and same thing. You know, <laughs> I, I worked at a place where I didn't have a I technically had a lunch hour, but if I had to take a longer lunch because I needed to go run an errand or something, nobody batted an eye. But now, you know, I, I've seen some companies now where you need to have your camera on all the time. If you get up from your keyboard, even to go to the bathroom, you need to tell your manager, I'm going to the bathroom and then tell them when you get back. Like they, they have you on a leash as, as you're working from home. There is such a level of distrust. And I can't imagine that is good for company morale. I can't imagine people aren't actively looking for something else so they don't have to be feel so they don't have to feel like they're being treated like children. Oh my god, that's a that's like a handmaid's tale. Hell, even my son gets to go to the bathroom by himself. Like he doesn't <laughs> he has to say I have to go to the bathroom and that's it. Like he, you know, he he gets a little right, more off autonomy. you go. Yeah, take the pass, <laughs> go. <laughs> I don't want dad to have to clean up a mess because I refuse to let you go to the bathroom. Right. Oh boy. Uh distrust and doubt. We kind of talked about just now. Should we should we get to the good news and jump to ways to avoid burnout? 
Yes. So, like, like I mentioned, take lunch away from your desk if you can. You know, don't eat at your desk. Don't, not even if you're going to watch a movie on your computer, especially if you're going to do it on the same device you work on. That First of all, that's just bad practice. Don't do anything personal on your work computer. Um, but also, you know, get up. Go take a walk. It's good for your circulation. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want deep vein thrombosis because you've been, you know, sitting at your desk for eight hours. Um, have a shutdown routine. You know, th- this yeah. is something they talk about on Focused. But, but you know, at let's say your day ends at 5.30, at 5 o'clock, start closing down apps you don't need. Close out documents you're done working on. Send that last email or two. Get it out of the way. Uh, you know, start really putting it in. Put it in your calendar. At 5 p.m., an alarm goes off. Start shutdown. There are even right. a- there are even apps that will do this for you. There are apps that, you know, like Keyboard Maestro or um, I think Hazel can do it too, where, you know, at a certain at a certain hour or, or with a certain keystroke, it will initiate a routine for you that will close your, your chat, close your social media, close, you know, your browser, all this stuff, and allow you to shut down your computer for good for that night. Right. It's like junior. Like when my kids were little, we had the bedtime routine. You know, mm-hmm. you take a bath, you put your jammies on, you listen to a yep. book, you unwind. You're not sending an email, little Timmy, because it's time to listen to the pokey little puppy and then go to bed. So your right. TPS reports will wait until the morning. Have I ever mentioned my commute to nowhere? I, I don't know. When this all started, when I was going bonkers, because uh, for context, my day job had me going from site to site to site. I was always visiting people um, at various locations around the Cape. And so I just really enjoyed being in the car and listening to my podcast and driving around and going from here to there, getting an iced tea. And that just stopped one day. Like I never, I didn't know that my last day in the office would be my last day in the office. And so suddenly I was in the house and one day I just got in the car. I drove around aimlessly for 10 minutes and then came back home. And I found that I really enjoyed it. And so I continued to do this. And my wife began to call it my commute to nowhere because I wasn't going anywhere. I just liked having 10 minutes in the car, listen to a podcast, kind of make it normal. No, I didn't get out. I didn't go into a restaurant or a Dunkin' Donuts or anything. I just sort of drove around and listened to my, it was, you know, manufactured normalcy, sure. But at the time I needed it and it, and it helped a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you have a park down the street, take a walk down the park. We actually, yeah. we have one, um, it's about, I want to say like a mile, mile and a half down our road. So, you know, I could drive down there. They have a zoo that's part of Rutgers. And so I can go look at the horses and the ducks and oh, the, the nice. goats and all that stuff. It's great. There's a lake over there. There's benches. You can go sit and, and read a book or, or whatever you need to do. But, you know, I can get out of the house if I had a, a car and, and, you know, I didn't have my son to watch. I could get out of the house and, and just sort of relax, which is something I'm looking forward to doing soon. Um, mm. You know, the, you, we need that separation. We need we need the vitamin D. We need the sunshine. But we also need that separation from our work because – Burnout will set in quick if you do nothing but sit at your desk and stare at your screen all day. Boy, that is true. Um, did we mention notifications? Turn off the notifications, folks. Yeah. I don't like notifications at all. I love the do not disturb button. I even like mail. I disabled the little red badges. I don't like the little red badge. I don't want to know. Um, this sort of bleeds into to-dos as well. Like, I really try to have my to-do sort of by context. This is a well, David Allen, one of the David Allen practices that I've manage to keep. If I'm sitting down at work, I don't want to see my at-home tasks or my at-D&D club tasks because I can't work on them right now. Right. It just stresses me out to see these three columns of things I can't do. And they're like a toddler tugging on your pant leg saying, pay attention to me. 
Yeah, if oh. you if you use if you use OmniFocus, you can set up contexts. If you use Reminders or probably any other to do app, you can create different lists based on what you're working on. Right. Um, and uh, what was the other one you were you were talking? Oh, notifications. There you mentioned do not disturb. So when this show records, I have a shortcut in my iPhone that will automatically turn on do not disturb from one to two p.m. every Friday. Nice. So I know that I won't be bothered on my phone. Um, I won't deal with a, a stray ring. Now if if someone like my wife calls, she can come through. She's a she's listed as a VIP in the phone, yeah. so I won't miss her call. But like emails won't ding, text messages won't ding. You know any of that random stuff. So you know if you have to do that at the end of the day, set it up as a shortcut. Five PM hits, boom. Do not disturb, and then you can set it to kick back. You know to turn off uh, when the day starts the next day. Mm -hmm. The last number is the fun number: buying cool stuff that you like. I've always said that you're more likely to use a tool if you really enjoy using it. Yeah. So buy something that you simply enjoy. You love this pen. You love this notebook. I love my stupid clicky keyboard. Get stuff that you really like using because you're going to be using it quite a bit. Right. So it might as well be enjoyable. And especially a good chair. Like if you you can't sit at the kitchen, the on a kitchen chair for eight hours a day, I, I actually bought a butt pad for the kitchen, for the, the dining room <laughs> table, for the dining room chairs, because the the upholstery is just shot so i had to buy like a foam butt pad to sit on so i wouldn't throw out my back in two minutes um yeah those wooden chairs are murder they're yeah oh they're the worst and it's got the wicker back and half of the wicker is missing now <laughs> right my, my son when he was a toddler started pulling at it so they're they're just they're awful to sit on i'm not saying buy a fifteen hundred dollar eames chair but you know buy something that's going to be comfortable for you for several hours a day um and the other thing i have I got this when it was a Kickstarter. It's by a company called Moose Backpacks, but they made this thing um, that so it's a it's a backpack or messenger bag depending on what style you you want to wear it in that day. But when you mm -hmm. open it up, it has these two wings that have a built-in organizer in them, and they <coughs> excuse me they flip out, and then you can clip them in place, and so it creates a sort of mini cubicle for you to work out of, and you can keep all of your stuff in the wings like your pens, your pencils, your sticky notes, <laughs> yeah, your calculator. Cool. All this stuff. And so if you are working at the kitchen table, it's got a space for your laptop right in front of you that you can then zip up when you're done. And then you can use the the wings to sort of block your view of everybody. So you have this little, like, <laughs> narrow window of visibility. No one can see what you're doing. You can't see what they're doing. It's great. I love it. You're like a productive horse with blinders on. Yeah, really. It's really great. And it packs up almost flat. You can use – it's got pockets everywhere. It has a built-in USB charger. Um, it's, it's really fantastic. I love this bag. I just oh, wish I could use fun. it more. <laughs> oh, God, when he texts me, that's his. Ah, <laughs> uh, working from home. We should leave that in because it is real. All right. Um, yeah. So I suspect we're going to be doing 12 and 18 month check-ins because I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. No, I mean, even at the interview today, I asked, you know, do you guys have any plans on going back into the office yet? Mm -hmm. Or is it sort of touch and go? And they said, as of right now, it, it doesn't look like we're going back before the new year. I don't think anyone is. Yeah, um, places either. places like Twitter, they've said indefinitely you're, they're going to let their, their people work from home. Yeah. I know Apple has been letting people work from home if they don't have to be in the office. Like if you're if you work if you're doing the design for the next macbook or something and you need to use the the machining tool well you need to be in the office for that but if you're doing admin work then you can probably do it from home and i'm i'm going to guess that most companies most places the work you're doing could be done from home unless you're using some really specific piece of technology or application that only exists on one computer in the office then mm -hmm. i 
I can't imagine there isn't a job out there that that people who listen to the show are doing that couldn't be done from home. Right. Unless you're, I don't know, a glass blower. Right. But I'm I'm hoping that companies don't look at this as something to get over. You know, we we get through COVID and then everyone comes back to the office and we don't have to worry about remote work again. Because first of all, it's very ableist, you know, to to assume that everybody can just work in the office. Um, you know, you're more productive if you are comfortable, if you are in a space that is the the right temperature for you, that has the right light for you, that, you know, you, you're not wor- bundled up and your fingers are freezing and you're, mm-hmm. you know, worried about, you know, something going on outside or that you can't see the outside. So who knows what time it is? You know, there's there are real benefits to being able to work from home. Yes, there there can be distractions. Yes, there can be. Um, you know, uh, goofing off here and there. And you address those as they come. But to paint everybody with the same brush and say, well, because yeah. Jim was watching, you know, Netflix all day, Sally can't work from home now because uh, I've worked in companies like that. It's a really crappy thing to do. And it really just kills morale. And that's when people start looking for another job. Yeah. I mean, I love my desk at home. I like sitting here. Like I mentioned at work, I share a big, long desk with four other people. Sometimes that's fun. Sometimes it's not. When I am on a deadline to get a bunch of reports done and the person immediately to my right is done with her work for the day, she's just having a chit chat. It makes it really hard for me to concentrate what I'm trying to do. I wish I could just have an hour hour of silence. Right here, that's pretty much all the time. (laughs) My wife's at work. The kids are in their rooms watching Netflix and it's as quiet as I need it to be. Yeah, I mean, you can put headphones in. You can listen yeah. to your music. You can, if you're at home, you can listen to your music on an actual speaker. How great is that? <laughs> I get blasted as loud as I want. Yeah, and you, but you also want to make sure that you're not being exploited by your company. You know, one thing we we didn't really touch on, but we've talked about in the past is, you know, because your computer is there, and you're always near it, your company can expect you to be on call or just know that you're around all the time. So nine o'clock rolls around and you get an email, you know, I need this report done immediately. Well, no, it's nine o'clock. I'm with my family. I'm getting ready for bed. Now is not the time. This right. And we've talked tomorrow. about, we've talked about precedents before on the show, and that is a dangerous precedent to set. As yep. soon as you respond to an email at seven, eight or nine, you have said, I'm willing to do that. Don't even, do it. Even if you want to, Get email, draft the email beforehand. So this is one reason I love drafts is you can draft an email in it and then send it from drafts. Um, But you can even copy and paste it when you're ready. Let's say it's something that's a quick email. You know, it'll take two seconds to just whip up and then send to them. Don't do it. Draft the email in drafts or notes or whatever. Don't do it in the actual email program because you could accidentally send it. And then in the morning, send it to them. So at least you've done it. It's out of the way. You just have to send it to them. Right. They don't have to know you did it while you were watching Stranger Things. Right. And, you know, th- there are other things that this whole situation has has opened up, a whole new bunch of questions. For example, when I when the law firms I worked for, they gave you the choice. They would either give you an iPhone or you could use your own iPhone and they would pay half the bill or yeah. the whole data plan. So now that everyone's working from home, are those same companies then offering to pay half your data plan on your, or, you know, half your Internet bill for the house? Are they offering to pay for the whole internet bill for the house because you're there for eight hours a day working on your internet that you are paying for? Are they compensating you for that? Obviously, not every company is going to do that. I would be surprised if any company did that. But if you're in a, in a position where you can ask that question or, or you know, you, it's something to bring up, I would bring it up because they're, that's another way of exploitation. They're assuming you have internet at your house that can handle the, the workload you're doing right. that, you know, that is always around. I've been using my own computer. Oh, my God. Don't tell IT. 
But yeah. I brought my work computer home, which is a PC that I don't like. Um, I don't really dislike it. I guess the correct way to say it is on my Mac, I have all the tools that I do like. And I have all the keyboard shortcuts and all the little things set up that right. help me do my work. Like I have Fantastical and I have all my fun stuff. So I'd rather use this machine. And the only sticking point was um, the Office tools. But if I just go to office.com and log in with my work username and password, I can use Word and Excel or do whatever I need to do, honestly. Um, right. So I've just been using my my good old MacBook Pro for the last and, six months. And a, a lot of the larger companies will have, you know, like a remote office or, or a remote Windows where you can log into a thin client and get your Outlook and your Word and your Excel and all that and have access to that through the web. And then you can use whatever computer you're using. Now, they don't want you to do that, but usually work computers tend to suck. So, <laughs> Yeah, or they're old and it, it was, you know, three other people before you used it or whatever it is. Right. And plus, like all of the important documentation that you worry about, maybe leaking or getting out of it, doesn't have to live on your computer anymore. Like everything right. that I use that's work-related lives on OneDrive and I just go into the browser and open OneDrive and do whatever I need to do. The computer yeah. is just... Funny. This I, is a thing now. I used to do that, and then I got very skittish about having anything work on my personal computer and personal on my work computer, especially if you work in an industry where you know security is king and you can't have certain things on your personal computer. Right. So I, I just made sure that they were always separated and that I never had anything personal on my work computer and vice versa. Yeah, that's true. I guess I should say that there are people, I'm sure, for whom this the situation I described is impossible. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't assume that anyone can just whip up a MacBook Pro and go to work. Um, so if that's the case, I get it. <laughs> but yeah. I'm lucky enough to be able to uh, do what I do. And, um, you know, I, I have like Remember around here, all that stuff I want to use. And right. uh, I, I really can't install anything on my, because they got that sucker locked down. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you have your phone. You know, you have your to-do list on your phone. You have drafts on your phone. You know, you have you have ways, or your iPad, you have ways to get around this a little bit where you can sort of keep track of things. Um, so you can even have pencil and paper, um, but you can keep track of things separately if you don't want to or can't use your work computer to do certain things or or that it doesn't fit into your workflow the way you want. Mm -hmm. Or if you're using a browser-based tool, you're good there. Like you can open yeah. Notion in a browser or Todoist in a browser or MindNote Pro and go to town. That way you don't yeah, have to I install mean, anything. I, I used to get emails from, from my firm, you know, from one department saying, we need to send this email out immediately. And it was all done through a web interface. So I would log in from my phone, from the train, send yeah. it from my phone. And, it, you know, it was out the door 10 minutes right, and later. All set. You're, back, you're back to chilling on the train. Exactly. So, you know, it can be done. It's just I, best practice is to keep things separate as much as possible. Yeah. Um, man, nice long episode. A little peek behind the curtain. We started at our an atypical start time. So typically yeah, when, this... when uh, Harry and I record, I have a hard out within 45 minutes, but today we're well beyond that. Yeah. So we're just chit-chatting, right? This is nice. Um, this but is I, I don't want to keep people, I don't want to keep people too long because they, we don't have commutes anymore. So it's not like we can listen to this, Thank you know, you. on the drive home. Unless you invent one like I did. That's right. Go drive around for 10 minutes and listen to our show at double speed. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so there was our, our six-month check-in. Um, well, there are things that could be concerned about. Separate your work and your life. Be aware of burnout. There are several steps you can take to avoid it. Um, adhere yep. to a routine as best you can, understanding that it may get uh, upended, but don't let that uh, you know, defeat you. 
In the meantime, you can talk to myself or Harry online by going to our link trees. That's right. Linktr.ee slash hcmarks for me. And I'm slash Dave Kalo. And in the meantime, why don't you go and visit bottomless.com slash homework to check out their very cool coffee and uh, be like Harry and post pictures of the cool coffee bags you get in the mail. That's right. They love it if you post on Instagram. Uh, they've retweet. They've they've uh, reposted my Instagram stuff uh, several times, um, and we thank them immensely for sponsoring the show. We do. All right, we'll be back next week to talk at you again. And until then, go and get some work. Bye. Bye.